this local government elections is just a, a drop in the ocean. There are elections that are coming, which we believe it will be a watershed moment. All our unemployed people must go out and vote. So it is upon us in order to advise our communities and our people to say, here is the direction, let's move. Don't vote according to history and, and nationality and ethnicity. That doesn't work. And, and, and this thing of race profiling, it's not working with us, you understand? Let's, let's, let's move forward and move on and, and move away from apartheid syndrome. It's not working. Hello, my name is Donald, and welcome to the number one media company, Worldview. At Worldview, we explore everyone's perspectives on all things that can broaden our worldview. Today, we're talking with Kulile Mpine. Kulile is the chief executive of the Langeberg Unemployment Forum. Kulile, Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, uh, Donald and, and your viewers. And uh, it's much, I mean, it's appreciate, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you invited me to your show. Thank you very much for that. Mm, no problem. And I, I, I look forward to this conversation. So, Kulile, we're in the midst of a local election. We are seeing the results trickling in. What is your opinion? It seems like the ANC has been handed uh, quite a drubbing. <laughs> Look, uh, Donald, my, my opinion is very simple, is that if, if you look at the, the voter turnout, I must say I am very disappointed. And looking at the complaints, like communities has been complaining about, in terms of the dysfunctionality of the municipality, corruption, and, and, and everything. Now, the opportunity has been presented itself in order for them to change the whole situation. They decided in order to just step back and, and not go out and vote to change the situation that they've been I mean, complaining about all these years. That, that was very disappointing in me. And by the way, also another observation from, from our side is that people tend to think that um, things will just automatically change without their own participation, you know, and, and, and thinking that when, when they are not going out to vote, uh, the, the, the ANC will remove itself from power. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's, it's not working like that. And, and well, by not going out to vote, it means that you are happy with the status quo and, and, and you, I mean, everything is fine with you, with you. there is service delivery. Electricity is doing, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's fine. There is no load shedding. Everything is fine. That is the meaning for not going out, out to vote. So simply to say that uh, it's, it's very disappointing, I must say, and I must register that point. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to add to that, um, the head of the ANC elections campaign, Mbalula, has said that these people that did not vote for us, they love us. 
They just want to send a warning signal. So that adds to your point that if these people had voted for another party, that would have sent them a much clearer signal. You have to change. You have to change things because these voters are not coming back. Yeah, I, 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 I must agree with him. For the first time I ever agreed with Mbalula, but on this one, I must agree with him. Because by not going out to vote, it means that you still love the organization that has been abusive, I mean, for quite some time, you know. So people fell in love with that abuse. Unlike some of us who, who tend to see things differently. But nonetheless, I, I, I don't want also to be very harsh and brutal with them, particularly those who didn't go out to vote. I, 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 I still have I mean, some sort of a hope and also advise other people to be patient with them and start now a process in order to go back to the drawing board to say, what is it that we can do, particularly our organization, we are on the ground. What is it that we can do to change the, the status quo? Then discussions within our own organization are, are, are starting now to happen because we, say, we are saying we, we've got a, a human resource capacity as much as we do not have resources in terms of finances, but how can we use what we have effectively in order to help these helpless people? Particularly, we must help them and save them from themselves. You understand what I mean, Adonis? <laughs> so it is, our, it is our role and duty now that we have taken upon ourselves as a responsibility that we must engage on moving forward. This local government elections is just a, a drop in the ocean. There are elections that are coming, which we believe it will be a watershed moment. All our unemployed people must go out and vote in a particular direction because we, we've got a, our own view as the Langabeth unemployed. So it is upon us in order to advise our communities and our people to say, here is the direction, let's move. Don't vote according to history. And, and nationality and ethnicity, that doesn't work. And, and, and this thing of race profiling, it's not working with us, you understand? Let's, let's, let's move forward and move on and, and move away from apartheid syndrome. It's not working, you understand? So I think, let me put it there, uh, 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 I mean, put it like that, I don't do you think a lot of people say the reason why a lot of these people stayed home is they don't see an opposition party that they can vote for? Do you think that's true? Do you think the opposition has a problem in South Africa and that they, with their messaging, they, they fail to capture these votes that could have gone their way? That is, I just want to approach that question differently, Donald, by saying sometimes people are fed up with politicians. And they tend now to just step back and give the politicians the, the leeway to understand what I mean. And, and that is a very wrong approach. You know, politicians have been promising people. If you remember very well, uh, there was a promise, particularly by the president, the former president, it was former president Zuma, who promised about 5 million jobs that will be created. 
And, and that promise never materialized. And, and another president came in, Ramaphosa promised 275,000 within a space of three months. And that promise never materialized. And, and you must remember, those people you are promising are unemployed and those people are, are depressed, they're hopeless, they're hungry. Immediately when you promise them something, they will look forward to that. And when those promises are not materializing, that's when they start to tend to say, no, no, but these people are not serious about us. Let's, 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 let's just move back, let them do whatever they please. Of which by doing so, you are giving now these politicians in order to take charge of your life. Rather go out there in full force, vote them out of power, use that opportunity, vote them out of power and put whoever who can, I mean, change your life. It has nothing to do what political, all political, this is a democratic dispensation. There is no apartheid that will come back. If the DA is doing good as it is doing now in the Western Cape, why can't we give them an opportunity in order to, 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 to run, to, to, to govern the country? However, we know that will be, it's, it's, going, it's going to be very difficult. Hence, on the ground, we must work very hard as the unemployed forum in order to change the, the, the narrative with the status quo. So it seems like you're suggesting that the problem is really complacency. People are, they, they don't want to really, or they don't have the motivation to punish bad behavior. That's really the problem here. That's a, it's a huge, huge problem. Complacency, complacency, it doesn't make any changes. We, we, we must take charge of our lives. We must use the freedom that we have effectively. You understand? We can't complain forever, Tony. I mean, it's 27 years now. Unemployed people can't move from Kailicha to Cape Town by train. You know, <laughs> Prasa is dysfunctional. Unemployed people are suffering in Kailicha. They can't go out there to seek jobs, seek for job opportunities, because the mode of transport, which is, which is very, very cheap for them, is dysfunctional. You know, cables, cables. <laughs> are taken out of the of the tracks and the tracks now recently there are no tracks in some of the in some of the stations here in, 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 the, in the western Cape, you know and 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 we can't blame and, and complain rather let's use the only weapon that we have which is our vote Donald, that's what i believe in hmm. well it, it seems like ramaposa has now two years to change the course of the ship, because otherwise it seems like the ANC is heading towards below 50% in the next national election. Do you think that's going to happen? What is, what is your opinion of a man like Ramaphosa? Look, it, uh, it's like waiting for, for a, a Prasa train at the airport if people think that Ramaphosa will effect any changes. You can't divorce Ramaphosa from his organization. You understand what I mean? You, you can't divorce him from his organization because the only yardstick to measure Ramaphosa, you measure him on the basis of how does he implement his organization's policies. You understand? So there is no ANC with 
and, and, and on others' hand, it's a Ramaphosa. No, Ramaphosa is ANC and ANC is Ramaphosa. So you can't divorce Ramaphosa. So what I'm trying to say to you now, Donald, is that there is nothing that Ramaphosa can do within that Takarish organization, if I put it like that, because there are many of them in that organization that are corrupt. You understand? And, and, and no one wants to be associated with such an organization. We understand the history of the, of the African, the forebearers of the African National Congress were very genuine people who, who I mean, who believed in non-racialism and, and a better life for all, of which the current generation is, 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 is not there anymore. It's about themselves and their families. So whoever believes that Ramaphosa can, can change, I, I'm, I'm still I'm repeating myself by saying that person is waiting for Prasa train that is functional at the airport, of which that train will never arrive at the airport. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree with a lot that Musi Maimane says, but I agree with him when he said we have an ANC problem, not a, a Zuma problem. That's really what we have. And yeah, so so why do you think Ramaphosa is so popular? Why does he why does he keep remaining so popular with South Africans? But who, how do you measure Ramaphosa's popularity? Well, well, polling. Where, where, where is that coming from? Well, a polling. Polling says that he has about sixty percent approval rating. Oh. Maybe he's popular in his own organization, perhaps in his own faction within his own organization. You know, to be popular as an individual, you must be worried when, when there is a calling that says, as an individual within a population of about 60 million plus, then the polling says to you that you are popular. You must not be excited about that. You as the leader, and the president of, of, of the country, of that population of 60 million, you, your popularity must be measured based on, on, on that prosperity that is brought by your leadership to that particular uh, section of the, of, of the population. And, 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 and so, so what I'm trying to say when I said to you that Ramaphosa is not popular, on the basis that there is corruption within this organization. How is he dealing with that corruption? State-owned uh, enterprises are dysfunctional. You know, Dinel, people are committing suicide there, Dinel, because Dinel can't pay workers. All state-owned enterprises, I can't remember anyone that is functional in this country. And who is presiding over the state is Ramaphosa. How come such a person be popular? I don't have anything, I don't have any personal vendettas against Ramaphosa. I like him as a person, he's a well-known business person, well-respected in the business cycles and stuff like that. But you measure a leader, Donald, based on what is happening on the ground. There was what was called Ramaphosa Foria or Ramaphoria, something like that. And all of us, the majority of us, to be honest, we were happy when Ramaphosa when Ramaphosa uh, took over to, uh, I mean, got, got that leadership position. As much as we were happy when Zuma took over, 
you understand? Because we thought based on their promises, there will be prosperity and better life for those who are unemployed and poor. But contrary happened. 500 billion is gone in front of Ramaphosa. Who says what? You know, people died. Now, as we speak, all of them, they were campaigning with no mask, with no social distances. They are done now. Their pockets will be full. They will lock us down, Donald. When they are done, they will lock us down because they got what they wanted. So this is the Ramaphosa people are saying is for food. You understand? We are dying here of hunger. Our people are dying of hunger. Ramaphosa is popular. You know, there is no electricity as we speak. Ramaphosa is popular. Mm. So, so that's how I sum up Ramaphosa. I like him. He's a, he's, a, he's a very intelligent guy in business. But this is, you are running a country, a very, very complicated institution. Their current policies will never bring prosperity to our people. I'm telling you. Mm. Now that's so interesting. That's how I that's that, that's how I sum him up. Mm. That's inter interesting. Perhaps there's some sort of disparity between the provinces because in a lot of the polling, he still is quite popular. I mean, as, especially if he walks about in many of these townships. I mean, he is mobbed by people who who chant Ramaphosa, Ramaphosa. So. I don't know. Perhaps there's some sort of disparity between the provinces. Yeah, look, let me tell you about our people. These people who your Ramaphosas are being seen on TVs. So when you see, I'm trying now to give you some sort of the thinking, what is happening in our psychology as, as, as a people particularly in, 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 in black townships and rural areas. When, when, when they see these black SUVs approaching the, the shacks and stuff like that, they become very excited. You understand what I mean? Here is this Ramaphosa president whom we saw him on TV. And he is now close to us. There is that excitement, you know. But some of us who, 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 who does not get excited of seeing SUVs in a convoy, the entourage of a president approaching shacks, you know, and, and you see uh, the majority of our people in those shacks are clapping hands when they see the, 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 the entourage of a president. You're supposed to be worried, you know. Why am I? Excited, I mean, to see an entourage of SUVs in the shacks, you know, and 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 that what kind of a leader will visit his own people that he claims he is leading in shacks with SUVs? What 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 example are you are you showing to those people to say here we are because of your votes, we are enjoying your votes. We just come here to say hello, you know. And, and, and get back to, to, to their comfortable life. So hence we are saying here as the Land of the Unemployed Forum, Donald, we have a role to play here to educate these poor people and save, save themselves from themselves because there is a problem that we have identified. So we need to do something because we are on the ground on daily basis. Land of the Unemployed Forum wanted to expand you understand that to educate these people to see things differently, 
you understand? And we've got the capacity, we can do that. But, you know, some, some of the things need, need some sort of resources, you know. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a fascinating uh, perspective. I mean, so you're, you're sort of saying people are chanting and heading towards the fences merely because it's a spectacle. It's not necessarily because they are in love with Ramaphosa. It's sort of just the event. But a person like Solim Wang, who has been on our channel a few times, I, I know you've said that, or you said earlier in this interview, that the race car doesn't really work anymore. But Solim Wang says it's still working. He says a lot of black people, they are terrified of apartheid. That is why the ANC goes about and says the DA is the party of apartheid. They want to bring it back. So do you think that's still something that works? I, I, I tend to agree fully with Soli on, on, on the basis that the, the, the current ruling elite, they've, uh, they've, they've lost the plot. Now, the only thing, the only weapon, uh, uh, weapon that they can use is, is to play a race card and 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 apartheid that and bring that apartheid thing in the minds of our people, and 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 that is fear mongering orchestrated by the ruling elite. So so Sol is correct because when they come here to 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 to, to, to our people, they will stand on the podium and say, if you give a democratic alliance your vote. Oh, freedom front, your vote, you must know that you are bringing back apartheid. That's what they are campaigning about. Now, ourselves as sober people, we read in between the lines to say, it seems to us that the ruling elite doesn't have any promises to make anymore. The only thing is to uh, fear, to monger the fear to our people. Fear mongering people must be fearful, and, and, and see nothing else but only the ruling elite. Now, what, what, what we are normally saying as the Langabev Unemployed Forum is that if there is no counter narrative to this narrative that is, that is wrong, the fear narrative that is wrong, then we will be failing our population, particularly the black people, because we, we must be very consistent in terms of educating our, we must not be tired and we must be very patient because we are dealing here with very difficult people who, who see things their way, you understand? And I know that because I'm coming from that generation. So hence we are saying now we see things differently, you know, sometimes to, to engage different people, you, you start to see things differently. Now, it is our responsibility now to, to resume, to assume that responsibility, let me put it like that, Adola, to assume that responsibility and help our people because those people need us to help them, nothing else. And we need to build a very sound and reasonable relationships with, 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 with different, human beings, you understand, and introduce them to come to visit our communities. Because you know what is happening? Once you don't come to my community, Donald, 
And and the people will, if you don't come and visit my community frequently, people will say things because, and, and, and those who are there listening to me saying that Donald is a problem, Donald will bring apartheid back, and you are not there to defend yourself. Those people will believe me because I'm living there with them. But if you come with me, then we organize some sort of a workshop. We, we, we make it some sort of a, an annual program, not annual program, they say, on, on, on quarterly basis. You interact with, with, with black people as, 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 as a white person as you are a Donald on workshops, try so that the people, they can hear your side of the story. How do you view this thing of apartheid coming back if, we, if white people are in charge? That, that will also help us. You, are, you understand? So we've been even saying that if we can have each and every quarter a, a different white person to come and address the other white people on a different topic, and we have that brutal, uh, I would say, uh, uh, engagement, and you must defend yourself, you understand? So that when people get out of that, uh, of that venue, they quite know that, no, this is nonsense because at least Donald explained to us what is meant by democracy and what is meant by when we are saying that people would demand freedom and what is meant by the will of the people. Those discussions are not there. The ruling elite will never bring those details because such discussion empowers empowers communities. So, so hence I'm saying, Donald, this is a very tricky issue. I agree fully with Soli and, and, and that it is upon us in order to develop some sort of a program that involves this, the people that are being, you know, <laughs> I, I use as a scapegoat to say, white people will bring apartheid back and we must bring those people to our communities to defend themselves. Thanks, for and, and and you don't think the Freedom Front Plus or the DA does that? They don't fully, don't they work with your organization to to say that they are not a parties of apartheid? Look, uh, uh, to to be to to be honest, in in our Langaberg uh, municipality, we tried to engage the. The, the the democratic alliance because democratic alliance then was the i mean was they they governed that municipality but we were not that brutal because the people that were in charge of that municipality in the level of the the political bearers office bearers they were not so keen in understanding the struggles that we are facing as the unemployed it was very difficult to converse with them Instead, they will engage you on some sort of gossip and stuff like that. Then you, then we said, hey, let, let's, let's step back because it's useless in terms of engaging with counselors. Let's rather engage with the administration. But, but you know, what, what is very uh, uh, exciting is that administration itself, when you engage, because our organization is a solution-driven organization. Now, when you engage them on, 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 on issues that can resolve certain issues within the sector of the unemployed, then they see you some sort of a threat, you understand? So 
we, we are caught in between the hard place and the rock and, 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 and you can't suck blood out of the rock. Then we decided let's step back, let's work with communities and, and, and start to develop some sort of a, a common program and, 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 and leave them there for now, up until their mind schools off, then later we will engage them. And, and we're not a violent unemployed forum, we're engaging intellectually, but people tend to run away from us because, I mean, we, we seem now to be, we're not even a radical left. We're not in that radical politics. It's a matter of conversation that we see things differently. Here are the solutions. Where can you feed in, in, in this solution that we're putting forward? But nonetheless, the, those are the issues. But the Freedom Front, to be honest, we've never engaged with the Freedom Front in the level of, 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 of our organization. But, but since now we see there are different dynamics now are taking place, and we, I am sure we will engage, and, 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 and we see now there are very positive dynamics that are taking place around the country, particularly based on this local government elections. Hmm. So I think that's a good uh, point to pivot to. What, what is the Langebach Unemployment Forum? Can you tell our viewers what is it trying to achieve? What is it doing? What is the Langebach Unemployment Forum? Donald Langebach Unemployed Forum, it's, it's a forum that uh, deals with only a single issue of uh, demanding that or advocating for the labor law reforms, you know, because in our own understanding, the way we view these labor laws are not meant for, were not crafted for the benefit of the unemployed, you know, because our own understanding is that these laws are there to regulate the relationship between the employees and the employees through their unions and the employers through their uh, employer association and stuff like that. And you have now in between the government that is facilitating through your CCMAs and other, and other things. So when, when these laws were crafted, Donald, maybe in the, in the minds of those crafters, they were anticipating or they anticipated that there will never be unemployment in South Africa. Which we believe that the, their anticipation now is proven to be wrong if that was the case. Because you will find that this, this, this labor laws are now shutting the <laughs> employment opportunities in the faces of the unemployed permanently so, because on quarterly basis, the unemployment uh, statistics are, are, are rising, are very high on quarterly basis. The politicians will always uh, promise jobs, of which is not the duty of the government. So our organization, we, we are very strong on that to say, look, these labor laws and, and this national minimum wage, by the way, these things are not beneficial to the unemployed. 
And we will never win the debate to say, scrap them off, because there is this radical, powerful voice of the unions under Kosati. You understand, Kosati itself is the tripartite alliance of the African National Congress. So, so they've got, I mean, a common program in order to suppress us as the unemployed. So we are saying as the unemployed, look, create a special dispensation because we know we don't have funds, monies, we don't have investment holdings as the unions as they have. We are just these souls, poor souls, the unemployed people who are demanding for, the, for their own dignity to say, allow us to negotiate our own basic conditions of employment and wage with the potential employers. Donald, government is giving unemployed 350 rand for doing nothing, sitting at home, doing nothing, taxpayers and stuff like that. Obviously we can't as the unemployed say we reject 350,000. Then we will be unpopular. From, the, from our own constituency, that the people will reject us if we are saying that 350 rand, you must not take that 350 rand. They are doing nothing for that 350 rand. Now, we are saying to government, if you can give unemployed people 350 rand for doing nothing, why can't you allow us to negotiate our own basic conditions of employment and wage? That can be above that rent, that can triple that rent per month. The government says no, that you are advocating for a wage slavery. Then we said, okay, it's fine, we're advocating for slave, for slave uh, 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 wages or whatever. Now, if you believe in a grant system and you think that the grant system is a solution to uh, unemployed challenges that we're facing to this country. Let me let us tell you now. Now you are missing the point, and you, we know uh, directly that you are deliberately putting the unemployed there, deliberately because we are creating a voting block. If you read now the and, and the analysis given by the analysts analyzing the, the elections now. The same voting block they were that they were wishing for never voted. Unemployed people did not vote, Donald, in their majority. You understand what I mean? So I know there are even discussions about the basic income grant. And we never made any submission. We've made submission in 2016 in terms of the national minimum wage, where we said the national minimum wage must not be implemented. They ignored us. And we said to ourselves, we'll not waste ink and monies that we don't have and, and make a submission with regard to the basic income grant. And you must go back and check who are advocating for the basic income grant. Are the, those people who are advocating for that, some of them, the workers of COSAD, you understand? So they want to trap us in that poverty. They want to trap unemployed people to remain the block, the voting block of which we refuse, we, we flatly refuse that, uh, uh, that is what we're advocating. We met with the, with, with the pres deputy president's office in 2019, we made this very uh, comprehensive uh, 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 submission to him to say, here is our submission, exempt us from the labor laws. 
The guys never came back to us, Donald. We tried to communicate with them. We sent emails. We must go to the internet cafe and send emails, phone them. Unemployed people phone them. We're unemployed. We're not getting any cent. We do some these things out of our pockets. If we are sending a loaf to go and buy a loaf, a loaf of bread with 20 rand, we take five rand and buy a time to phone the deputy president's office. 2019, they never came back to us. These people, they are brutal, these people. Then we said to ourselves, let's test this democracy. We went to the South African Human Rights Commission. We complained there. We lodged our complaint there in that office. <laughs> Donald, that was that was the same year, 20, 2019, in March, on the 26th of March. We said to them, the laws that are made in parliament are not favorable to us, of which those laws are taking our right to dignity away. Now, it is our responsibility to defend our rights to dignity. Now we see that you have a responsibility of the Human Rights Commission to investigate whether is it real that our rights of to dignity is being uh, violated. You know what was their response? They referred us back to parliament, to go to parliament and report to parliament that your right has been infringed by parliament. What kind of uh, an institution is that? The only thing that this institution is good at is to chase away people that speaks about racism. If there is some sort of a they will drive with about seven, eight or 14 cars in order to go and investigate an incident about racism. Fundamental issues that can bring change to the lives of the unemployed. It's a non-starter to them. This is the frustration that we, that we are facing as an but still we are not violent. The only language that this government understands or not is violence. And we will not, Donald, we've got the capacity in order to mobilize our people. We can close this, the streets, we can close the highways, but we don't want to engage in that because by closing the highway, you are now sabotaging the economy of which in the same economy that you're sabotaging, you stand, you want to benefit out of it. You understand? Because if you sabotage that economy, that economy has a potential of creating four or five jobs, but now you are, you, you are now sabotaging your, 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 what kind of an unemployed program is that? Sabotaging economy of which if you sabotage that economy, you will not be able to get job opportunities. So, so our intellectual capacity is, is being challenged in a negative way, but we are still calm. But don't push us into a corner where we can't defend ourselves. Then you must remember, unemployed people do not have got nothing to lose. July uh, uprising in KZN showed, showed people flames, of which we do not condone, I mean, promote, condone that. That was wrong. Unemployed people must never be used as, 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 some, as, as, as tokens in order to go and vandalize and stuff like that. Step back, fight your own battles. You know, what happened when they, after, after the July, they could not even buy bread. The same unemployed people could not even find, uh, buy bread. 
But but that that is what we are advocating for is is the longer term unemployment uh, forum uh, and we believe our 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 cause is genuine and and as much as we are getting some sort of backlash from those in power and and they will always say that is you are advocating for uh, wage slavery and stuff like that and I've always argued to say that it depends on which side are you. On which side of the fence are you? Unemployed people never said to us we're advocating for, for wage slavery. Unemployed people on the street, will, when you ask them, are you working? They will tell you, no, I'm not working. What kind of a job do you want? Any, any job. What kind of a salary or wage do you want to, to be paid? Any wage, as long as that wage will keep me alive. You understand what I mean, Donald? So if you are getting paid 50,000 per month and you come here to unemployed people, you are telling them that unemployed forum, you are advocating for, for a slave wage. We don't listen to you and we don't take the serious. Mm. So, okay, you've mentioned a minimum wage that is a problem and you've mentioned a grant is a problem. Are there any other examples of, for example, labor laws that are problems in South Africa? Look, our, our main focus, uh, 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 Donald, was scrutinizing the, 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 the Labor Relations Act and the, that relationship which excludes, you know, the unemployed people. We are not even sitting in the dinner table where decisions are made at NetLeg. They don't respond to our calls. At some point, we wanted to stage some sort of a a sit in in their offices, but could not go there because we don't have a amount of transport to go to Jobek in their offices. But at some point, we'll, 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 we'll fundraise and go there to demand to sit in that table with the unemployed. Those people who are seated there are failing us. You know, The government itself is failing us because it is them who are presiding over these laws. You understand? The African National Congress is, is, is failing even its own people who are voting for them. You know? So our, our, our criti criticism is based on the labor laws, which are, hence we are calling for them. Guys, exclude us from this nonsense because we are not benefiting. People are dying of hunger. Let me cite, cite just one example. Here you have a, what is called uh, people that are coming from Zimbabwe. You understand what I mean? Those people, <clears throat> what we have observed as the land of employment forum is that their lives prosper in South Africa. In the South African lives, people are, are unemployed, seated in the corner, smoking, sorry, Dhaka, smoking, uh, whatever, uh, what is the Turk and Nyawup and stuff like that. As Zimbabwean will come in your township with nothing, you observe that Zimbabwean. When he goes back in December to Zimbabwe, the guy is driving a bike, he was driving a car. You know, they are working on farms, they are working on, 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 on some of the uh, uh, establishment, the PNP establishment and stuff like that. And, and people tried to 
to to engage brutally with them. And so we said, no, 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 you must stay back. Don't blame this. You must blame your own government. You understand? Because what we are advocating for is exactly child employee, and they get paid, and and they they they, 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 they get prosper. They prosper and prosper in front of our eyes. People are, are selling. Uh, uh, tomatoes. Where do they get those tomatoes? Zimbabweans never came here in South Africa with tomatoes. Where do they get those tomatoes? I don't know. So let's rather learn from the best than to, I mean, to chase to, to chase them away. We even had a meeting with the tourism office to say, look, gradually, because we see there's there is this prosperity taking place from the Zimbabweans, and it. It will be seen that uh, the, those uh, potential employers are, are, are wedge drivers between uh, South Africans and, and Zimbabweans. So we try now to mitigate that to say, gradually take our people. When the inspectors from, from what you call the Department of Labor come, we will deal with them as they come and we'll explain to them that we're in the, we're hungry. Let us. Let, let them allow us in order to negotiate the basic conditions of employment and wage with the potential employers. That's what we believe in. We are in crisis, Donald. I'm sorry to say that. It's a, yeah, that's very interesting that you say that we have to speak to each other, especially if a, a foreigner like a Zimbabwean comes. If he's doing well, you need to you need to see how he's doing well. Speak to him, right? Learn his tricks. But I, I, I've seen on your website. You speak about the job seekers exemption certificate. What is that? And what are some solutions to some these labor law regulations? Yeah. Look, in 2001, because when we started our organization, because you, you, you must have a clear objectives when you start an organization. When before we launched our organization, we started to research exactly to check what other organizations are doing. There was this particular organization from, I think, from Limpompo, where they went to parliament and submitted a petition. It was in 2001. It was registered in 2016, but we operated before registered. So we are nine years in operation. But in 2016, we registered as a, as a non-profit organization. And what fascinated us about this organization, I think it was Malamulele Unemployed Movement, some, some, something like that. It's from, it's from, I mean, like from, uh, from the Bob. These guys spoke about this job seekers exemption certificate. And when we're not reading through the lines, but you say, no man, this is the this is the right thing. Why can't we test this thing and see if it is working, just for a period of two three years? And if it's not working, let's just abandon. You know what is nice about the job seeker exemption certificate is to say, let's assume that the government uh, exempt the unemployed from the labor laws. Now the job seeker seekers, uh, job seekers exemption certificate. It's used as a tool where it is signed by the job seeker, where the job seeker says, I only been as a job seeker, blah, 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 
however, agree with Donald in terms of the basic conditions of, of employment and wage, blah, 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 blah. Donald signs and, and, and I sign that. Now, when the Department of Labor comes to say, Donald, how much are you paying your, uh, your employers? Are you paying your employers based on the national prescribed national minimum wage? Then if you say, no, I am not uh, paying my uh, employers based on the prescribed national minimum, obviously they will charge you for non-compliance. Now, if you have that certificate as the employer to say, look, myself and Nkolile will have agreed on this uh, basic conditions of employment and wage outside the ambit of the national minimum wage. So it's an agreement between me and you. That will be fine. So no, no potential employer will be uh, charged for non-compliance because you've produced now this certificate. And what is good in this relationship is that if in, in between, when the game is on, then now you as the uh, employer wants to change your rules. And I, as the employee, do not agree with your rules. Within 24 hours, I can just resign there, take my certificate, move on and seek another, another job. That is a freedom that we are advocating for, Donald. Why can't we be allowed to be free? Huh? Why must be enslaved by a democratic government when else there are tools that can be used to free ourselves from the unemployed? That is the basic principle. And, and we've adopted that job seeker certificate as our program as the unemployed program because we saw it and, and, and it's a very good, it's a very good uh, uh, system that can be used you know, to defend and protect both the employer and the employee. But the government says, no, you are advocating for wage slavery. But they are giving us 350 rand. Yeah, now, that's sad because I, I think that one of the problems is, I, I mean, I've, I've spoken to a, a former ANC minister, Rob Davis, the minister okay. of trade. I, I think the problem is ideology. They, they still... They, they fail to recognize that things are not black and white. Like some things are better than other things. And it's never, so they, so they see, okay, that's a slave wage. But I mean, the alternative is still better. Even if you get paid a thousand rand, it's better than getting, for example, a 350 rand grant. But, but they, they fail to see that because they're, they're very absolutist. But, but I mean, yeah, so... I've, I know uh, Phil Craig has recommended you to me, and I know that the Langeberg Unemployment Forum now supports Cape Independence. Why did you come to this decision? Why do you support Cape Independence? You see, what is good about, about Democrats? You, you have what is called a, a right, a choice, you, you can choose to associate with any person or any organization. That is democracy. The advocacy group for Cape Independence presented to us 
a very solid and clear-cut manifesto. And we've engaged with them back and forth with that manifesto for a period of, I think, six to seven months, if I'm not mistaken. On the other hand, to engage our constituency, to show them that there's, we've done everything in our power. We've spoken to even to the government, which the majority of the unemployed people voted into power, but the, the government never listens to, 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 to us. Instead, they labeled us as counter-revolutionaries, as they say. Now, now here in the, in the advocacy group of that advocates for, for Cape independence, we engaged brutally, we've disagreed on other issues, but based on the principle of democracy, you understand, we could not win that debate from them. They swallowed us. They said, if this is based on the will of the people, it has nothing to do with others. It is the people of the Western Cape who can decide about their own lives. It is the people of the Western Cape that must decide whether, what is it that must be done with the shacks that surrounds the Cape. It is the will of the people. The people of the Western Cape must decide in terms of which direction do they want to take that will bring prosperity to them. Why, why must we refuse that when as we are seated here with un high unemployment rate? And they presented a very solid case to us and we accepted that. Hence we are supporting the Cape independence because we see Western Cape is the only province that is functional. Donald, you go to the Eastern Cape there, big toilets, there are not big toilets in the Western Cape. I can't think of any. And, and they're even saying, other people from other provinces, they are saying there is a, the police, police uh, the, the police of the Western Cape under the DA government uh, are, are weak. There's a lot of gangsterism in the Cape Flats. Those people are ignorant. It is not, policing is, is a national duty of the national government. It falls under national legislation. So who is presiding over the policies, Pegital and Ramaphosa? Who is presiding of the dysfunctional trains in the Western Cape, Simbalula and Ramaphosa? Who is deciding on the dysfunctional uh, denial? It's, it's, it's whoever was in the state, Pravin uh, Kotan and Ramaphosa. So what I'm trying to say to you that in the Cape independence, and, and what was also very fascinating is that non-racialism is the cornerstone of the Cape independence. Non-racialism, and they don't compromise about that now. You know, and, and Tina, we understand that there are some of those who will always uh, see race as, a, as something that can be used in order to divide people. And at the back, on our priority list as the unemployed forum, there is no racism as, as a priority in our list. There is nothing like that in our list. You understand? Here we are being precise, this government presides over 
policies that exclude other races. We must not shy away about that. Black economic empowerment as a very good policy to empower black people, it's fine. But that policy, it's, 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 it's ex- exclude very important sector of our people. Mm. We must not shy away about that. Mm. So it, 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 I guess, so you support Cape independence, but it looks like if you look at the polling that um, there's a lot of supports for Cape independence among coloreds, some lukewarm supports amongst white people, but it seems amongst black people, that's where there's the greatest deficiency. We, we, if, if we want to achieve Cape independence, we need a, mo- a lot more black support. So why do you think among black people is not that much support for Cape independence and what can be done about it? Look, Donald, I don't want to lie. I don't think we need the majority of black people to, to, to support Cape independence. Then if we will wait for them in order to be on board, it means the train will be derailed. You understand what I mean? We took it upon ourselves in order to follow this thing of Cape Independence. We didn't know this thing, but we took it upon ourselves as Black people because our organization operates predominantly on Black communities. As much as we are non-racial, but it operates on Black communities. We went out there and find information. We brought Phil on board. We engaged with Phil and other people. You understand? Now it is now our duty and together of all people of the Western Cape who believes in Cape independence to engage communities, not necessarily that it must be black people that engage black people on the issue of Cape independence. We must pull together, go to these communities and speak to them. And we will, when, when we bring you Donald in, 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 in black communities, we will, will, will invite people to come to listen to you and you present uh, Cape independence. What is this thing? What is, well, how are we going to benefit out of this Cape independence that we are preaching about? So what I'm trying to say is that people must be on board voluntarily as we did as the Langabe Unemployed Dina, we're not gullible. We're not gullible people. We see things differently. We've moved on, Donald. No one will come to us and tell us Donald is a racist. We we don't listen to such nonsense. Instead, Donald must speak for himself and engage with Donald. And out of that engagement, there will be a very good product that will come out of that engagement. We support unequivocally Cape independence. Mm. Well, I mean, clearly this has been, I see our time is running out. This has been a fascinating conversation. Great to hear the other side. And we definitely need to have more conversations like this. But I I want to give you one last opportunity to add, plug, or say anything that you want to. Donald, people with means must help our organization. Unemployed forum such as ours, who's open-minded, who see things differently, must be assisted so that we can be able to achieve our project.
because unemployed people are like they are in the reserves. They are waiting to be manipulated by those with nefarious, I mean, agendas. They know there are people who are unemployed seated in a corner there, which we can use in order to advance our own interest. You understand? So if our organizations properly helped, we will be able to assist these people not to be used because we need to engage continuously with unemployed people. We must, there must be no vacuum left open so that uh, uh, these politicians can come and manipulate unemployed people. You understand? That is very important, of which that component is so critical in such a way that uh, other people are, are, are so shocked when we present our case to them. What kind of an unemployed man are you? Unemployed forum are you? Because when we hear the name unemployed forum, then we know there is there is there is havoc, there is violence that is going to, that is going to be spoken in that particular meeting. Another very uh, uh, lady, a very nice lady who was presiding over tourism. It took her about two to three months in order to speak to us because. He was like afraid to speak to us. But when we met and explained to her our advocate, our, our advocacy work, the lady was so impressed. And he was like, Colina, to be honest with you guys, it, I was very, very reluctant to meet with you because when it comes to the name unemployed, we, we know we are dealing with very aggressive people. So, so, so what I'm trying to say to you, uh, uh, Donald is that we need help. People must help us because we don't want, we must be as the unemployed, the first line of defense because our role is to protect the businesses because those businesses are there in order to employ us. If they are destroyed, where are we going to work? So, 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 so helping unemployed people financially and otherwise, it's going to assist even a, a functioning democracy. Because when these people come, we'll chase them away to say, no, you don't have a place here. You must, you must go to other unemployed people because yeah, we are sober. You will not come and play with us here. So, so hence I'm saying that uh, we are available. Our website is available on social media like your Facebook, www.letmework.co.za and my number is 073-279-8189. where you can find me. If you want to help us, please do that. Contact us, then we can engage further. Hmm. Well, I mean, we, we will definitely put all those uh, details in the description down below for this video. And yeah, I, I, I think that's a great initiative. And I, I hope all our, all our viewers try to help you in any way that they can. But thank you so much for your time, Kulile. This, this has been a great discussion. To our viewers, if you've made it this far, you most certainly enjoy this content. So please consider liking this video, sharing it as widely as possible, and subscribing to our channel. My name is Donald. And you've been watching Worldview. Thank you very much, Donald.